Welcome. This is Crime Noir, a true crime podcast telling our stories. And I'm your host, Candace, and this is Case 7, The Murder of Ashanti Billy. Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com slash crime noir and browse the unmaxed selection of audio programs. Download a title free and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audible.com slash crime noir to get started today. Welcome back, everybody, to yet another episode of Crime Noir. I like to apologize for the delay. I was out of town, so... Please forgive me for not getting any cases out to you guys, but I'm back and I'm I'm better. Um, today's case was a listener request. I want to personally shout out Kiana. I think that's how I say your name. I received a very nice email from her and she wanted me to cover this case. And I'm more than happy to actually cover this case. And um, I had heard of the murder of Ashanti Billy prior to um, receiving an email from Kiana, so this just bumped it up to the top of the list for me. I feel connected to this case because her murder transpired in Virginia, Norfolk to be exact, and I've grown up here my whole entire life. One of my best friends actually lives down in Newport News, so I just really divulged myself into this case as it was happening. This case is also on the FBI's website under death investigation if you guys want to check it out. I Googled it right before I started recording, and it's still up. So it's a picture of her mini coop. So maybe you guys could take a look at it and just get some more information. And I just want to say I appreciate my listeners for tuning in and giving me suggestions. As always, you can email me suggestions at crimenoirthepodcast at gmail.com. So let's just get to the facts. At the time Ashanti disappeared, she was just 19 years old. She worked at a blimpy, which is like a sandwich shop. I've had it before, y'all. It's not that great. At Blimpy, she was assistant manager, which was the Blimpy was located on Joint Expeditionary Base Little Creek Fort Story in North of Virginia. That is a tongue twister, y'all, just being honest. And at the time, she was a student at the Art Institute of Virginia Beach. She was studying culinary arts. And just hearing that makes me think of like typical college student trying to have some spending money and just keep herself productive. When I was 19, I worked at Bath and Body Works. So I definitely understand working like these these high turnover rate type of jobs. Here's where it gets a little weird. Ashanti disappeared on September 18, 2017. A little before 5 a.m., Ashanti was spotted on surveillance driving her mini coupe through gate one on base to go to work, presumably. 30 minutes later, her car is seen leaving the base, but nobody knows who was driving the car. After that, Ashanti was not seen from or heard from ever again. Hours after her disappearance, her cell phone was found in a dumpster near a residential neighborhood. Five days later, her car was found on September 23, 2017. It was found in an Ocean View neighborhood. Still no signs of Ashanti. After two weeks of searching, she was unfortunately found dead in Charlotte, North Carolina, which this happened on September 29th. She was found behind a church called East Stonewall AME Zion Church. 
Authorities say a man cutting grass at the church smelled a strange odor and discovered the remains when he went to investigate. And just to put this in perspective, she was found, I think I read, like 5.5 hours away from where she was last seen. So, yeah. While they were looking for her, the FBI did offer a $10,000 reward for information leading to Shanti's location. And I also read that Blimpy offered to match the reward. So there was a total of, uh, of a $20,000 reward if she was found. There was an autopsy conducted on Ashanti, and I'm going to be honest, the findings totally disturbed me. Um, The autopsy stated that when Ashanti was found, she was partially skeletonized, meaning her bones were visible. I personally believe that has to do with the heat in North Carolina at the time. I don't know if y'all know, but heat speeds up decomposition, so I definitely think that played a factor in how she was found. Also, when Ashanti's body was discovered, her shirt and hoodie were pulled up over her head to her hands. So that's kind of disturbing to me and suggests, in my opinion, sexual assault. Besides the shirt and hoodie, she only had on socks and a sports bra. Like I said, this indicates a sexual assault as she had no pants and underwear on, at least from what I've seen. And her shirt and hoodie were pulled over her head. And to me, that's just completely sad. Um, the autopsy report also indicated there was a multitude of things that were taken from Ashanti's body that were preserved as evidence, such as clothing, insects, um, insect larvae, jewelry, and fingerprints, also hair swabs, um, from Billy's fingernails, teeth, and other spots on her body. They do have a suspect in custody for this case, which was discovered by his DNA. His name is Eric Brian Brown. He's... 46 well he was 46 at the time I don't actually know how old he is currently but it's between 46 and 48 and he used to do construction work around the base Uh, he was actually homeless living on the base and he was seen loitering a lot of times I know that I read that he used to ask people around the base for rides to his quote-unquote home but the people who gave him rides never saw him physically go into a home so yeah He could be sentenced to the death penalty for the murder and kidnapping of Ashanti. I know I read that prosecutors asked the judge to have the FBI, or um, excuse me, the Federal Bureau of Prisons evaluate his mental health because he started acting real weird, y'all. They were questioning his competency to stand trial. Uh, When he was first arrested, he was acting completely irrational and had completely bizarre conduct once he became a suspect. Eric was diagnosed with schizophrenia and currently is not fit to stand trial. And just to let y'all know, he was also charged with assault resulting in serious bodily injury and theft. And those charges carry a maximum penalty of 15 years in prison. I also read that a judge ruled that prison staff could forcibly medicate him after learning he was doing the most, aka being violent in prison. As of January 2019, a doctor did say he was competent competent enough to stand trial, but it's ultimately a judge's decision, and I haven't read any judge ruling saying he will stand trial, so it's to be continued. When he was arrested and interviewed, he said he had no recollection of what transpired and he was blacked out for several days at the time of her disappearance. When asked what happened to her, he could not recall if he did anything to her. 
which is weird, really weird. Eric did tell a law enforcement informant that after Shanti's body was found that he hated African-American women and he said they were gold diggers who only want guys with all the money. I meant to mention that the church they found Ashanti at was Eric's childhood church. He attended vacation Bible school while he was a child, so that's crazy. And while the police were conducting a review of his cell phone, they did see searches he made. He searched for a police looking for man and Norfolk police looking for man in connection to homicide. So for someone to be blacked out, quote unquote, he knew to search for that. I guess a positive, quote unquote, about this story, I wouldn't consider it positive because a young woman lost her life, but there was legislation passed in Ashanti's honor to save the next person, if you will. Ashanti Alert Act was introduced by Representative Scott Taylor, and it was effectively signed by President Donald Trump in December 2018. The purpose of this act is to help public safety agencies quickly alert the public of missing adults between the age of 18 and 65. This bill came about because Ashanti couldn't be used for the Amber Alert, which I'm sure you guys all know what that is. Sometimes we get these buzzards on our phone letting us know that a missing child is in this car wearing this, et cetera, et cetera. So this is essentially the same thing, but people for, um, in the age of 18 and 65. Um, I read that her parents, Brandy and Melton, believed that this kind of alert could have saved her life, and I agree that it's possible. The alert is only in Virginia currently, at least that's what I wrote, uh, read, and it's called the Shanti Alert System, so... Again, although this is a very tragic story, at least some legislation was passed to protect the next person, and it's a step in the right direction. As far as theories go, y'all, I personally don't have too much to add to this as far as theories, but I personally think he'd been watching Ashanti from afar, and it was probably a crime of opportunity. As I always say, I would be not I would not be shocked if he has harmed other women, especially since he said black women are gold diggers and he just made disparaging remarks against black women. So I'm I wouldn't be shocked if there's some type of trail of violence in his past. And I hope police have um, looked at him for that. There's also a missing mother named Kier Johnson and her child, Chloe Johnson. I'm not saying Eric did it, but I would take, um, I would hope police looked at it because they both disappeared from Newport News in April 2017 and they have not been seen or heard from since. So don't know if Eric had anything to do with it, but it'd be, I hope p police uh, did kind of investigate that or at least run it by like, hmm, maybe. Um, I'm glad her parents got the legislation passed. I know it has to be tremendously hard for them to have lost their child in such a violent way, but they went on and did something so good for the community, and I'm just happy that they were able to do that. And Ashanti Alert could help somebody in the future. And I just feel sad because she was a young girl with a bright future ahead of her, and some weirdo took her life, most likely sexually assaulted her, after she denied his advances and then decided to act on it. And I also hope that the base tightened up their security because no homeless person should be kind of like lounging around on a base. It just doesn't sound right. Maybe offer them some more resources. I don't know what the solution is, but I just don't think that's a good idea. 
it poses a security violation in my opinion. And I'm just glad to be covering Ashanti's case because I don't want her death to go in vain. Like, this has touched me and I know it's touched her community and her family. And I'm just praying for her family's peace and some type of closure. I also don't want Eric to get the death penalty. I would like him to spend the rest of his days in prison rotting. And that wraps up today's episode. Let's get into some noir news. So unfortunately, this week in noir news, I have to report that Malia Davis was found deceased. Um, I talked about this maybe two episodes ago or an episode ago about the little baby that uh, disappeared under supervision of her stepfather. And I'm just really saddened by this news. Uh, She was found murdered in Arkansas and Darian Venice Vince admitted that he harmed the child. He admitted it to an activist called Quanell X, I believe. Apparently, a lawn mowing company stumbled across a bloody trash bag and was told to just leave it there. So then I guess police swooped in after he confessed and put the pieces together and found her body, which is just completely unfortunate. This baby had a hard life. Y'all know how I feel about kids being abused. Just not cool at all. I hope for her family that did love her that this brings some kind of closure to them or at least starts the closure process. I'll definitely be keeping up um, and updating the podcast with his trial information because I want to see what he'll get sentenced to. Also in noir news, rapper Little Dirk turns himself in on May 30th for an attempted murder charge. He released a song called Turn Myself In, which kind of details how he's feeling during this time period. The charges stem from an incident in February when a shooting took place outside of an Atlanta restaurant, resulting in a man being hospitalized. Little Dirk's next court hearing is slated for June 14th. I will definitely be updating the podcast on this matter because I do like Little Dirk, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. I hope he didn't do it, but I haven't read any court documents to make any determination, so we'll definitely be keeping posted on this. And my last story today is about the murder of a trans woman named Malaysia Booker. This really got to me because I was really sad reading the details of what happened to her. She had a really tumultuous couple of months So there was a video of her being assaulted in April that went viral. I didn't watch it. I won't watch it because I do not like to feed my spirit with those kind of like horrible images like that. So she was beat by a group of men in a parking lot after a minor uh, traffic incident. And she was repeatedly punched and kicked while on the ground. So... During her, this assault, they used homophobic slurs, and in my opinion, it sounds like a hate crime, and it was kind of like mob-like violence. Only one suspect was arrested during, um, or was arrested for this beating, and his name was Edward Thomas, but they haven't linked him to her death, so maybe he had nothing to do with it. We don't know. So she was found shot dead, lying face down on May 18th, and... I just feel extremely sad for her family. Like I said, it seems like she's she had a tumultuous couple of months. I know that transgender people have a high rate of violence committed against them. And I just want to bring awareness to her cause um, on my platform. 
And that wraps up today's episode, you guys. Please continue to like, share, and subscribe to Crime Noir. As always, you can find me on Twitter at CrimeXNoir. You can find me on Instagram at Crime Noir the Podcast. And you can also email me at Crime Noir the Podcast at gmail.com. As always, I appreciate you guys for listening and rocking with me. And we will talk to you next week.